the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Bigger. Hello, we're so glad that you joined us today. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We believe that this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. As always, you can access this teaching and more for free on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. The Bible says we are to have the mind of Christ. Jesus' mind was this way. Before he was crucified, he said three times in front of his disciples, in front of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, in front of the crowds, and anyone who will listen. Listen, they're going to beat me. They're going to mock me. Then they're going to they're gonna hang me up to die. But on the third day, but on the third day, but on the third day. Basically, what Jesus was saying is, I'm going to punch you right there, devil. And I'm going to tell you before I do it, watch out, watch out. Here it comes down, done. That's the way Jesus did it. He, Jesus was talking junk. He said, y'all going to do some stuff, but on the third day, I'm going to get up. I'm going to rise. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He he spoke resurrection before it happened. He was prophesying that he come back from the grave before it happened. What are you prophesying in your life? What are you predicting by the types of things you say? What do you have the faith enough to say in advance? Faith is not, you know, faith. Listen, if it's seen, it's not, it's not faith. Hope that scene is not hope. Before you see it, you need faith. But listen, if I drive a Jeep, my Jeep is out in, in, the, in the parking lot. Sometimes I do have to have faith because some people try to take your car. But, but for the most part, I don't have to have faith for that vehicle. I have that vehicle. It's mine. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so. You think, you you say, well, I'm a person of faith, but what are you saying? You're saying what you have instead of what God promised. Faith is taking hold of God's promises. Looking at that child, even though everything about that child's life says one thing, but, but listen, you know, you, you are a blessing of the Lord. Uh, you know, the, the Bible says this is the heritage of the service of the Lord. The children shall be taught. Lord, God's going to teach you. God's going to train you. God's going to raise you up. You understand? What do you see? I, I, we, we have church faith. That's good. But, but, but what about real life faith? When, when you're dealing with an issue, what do you say? What do you see? And I'm not just talking about one slip. I'm talking about what you repeatedly say and what you repeatedly see. And David grew near, or drew near, to the Philistine. David didn't just talk it, 
He backed up his faith with deeds. And courage starts with showing up. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. It was on at this point. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, watch this, he disdained him. Now laugh at me if you want, but you're not going to be laughing very long. And some folks laugh at us because we're different, but, but I cry for, for, for a lot of folks because they're all the same. He disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. Don't let this pretty face fool you. So the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? This was jail yard talk in Hebrew idiom, so I'm going to leave that out for all our modern sensibilities. But read between the lines, he was saying some stuff. And the Philistine then cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said this to David, he continued, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David wilted and and ran home, threw his sling down and no. When you're facing closed-minded people, don't retreat. Don't apologize. Don't explain. Just get it done. Now, now may, yeah, and maybe on the other side, you can have a conversation. But, but, but when, when, when people are closed, I'm like, well, I'm just going to show you. I'm, I'm not going to try to convince you. I really don't care what you have to say. Uh, me and God got some work to do. And if you got to see it to believe it, well, let's get to the other side of this miracle. Then we'll talk. Then David said, he didn't just believe it. He wasn't just in his prayer closet believing God. No, he showed up and he said it out loud in front of an audience. Then David said to the Philistines, what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth will determine whether or not the giants in your lives rise or stand or fall. It's up to you. It's not up to God alone. It's up to you. God did not slay Goliath apart from David. God will not deal with your giants apart from you. Watch David. Now, the the giant has, has been talking. Now it's David's turn. Now you come to me with sword and spear and with a javelin. The Bible tells us how large these, these instruments of battle were. And these, this was the most sophisticated weaponry of the time. He's like, you know, listen, Goliath, I see what you're working with. I I see you. And I admit, you know, you're going to defeat most people, but I'm not most people. See, I'm different. I'm not coming to you in the name of David. But I come to you not in the power of my own name, my own legacy, my own practice, my own experience, but in the name, a far greater name. Is there still power in the name? Yeah. But I come to you in the name of of the Lord of hosts. Psalms 24 and verse 8, David says, who is the king of glory? And then the others, it was antiphonal. They said, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle is he. Does anyone still worship a God that's strong? Does anyone worship a God that's able? Does anybody worship a God that, that still has power to save? Then show up, act like it. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mouth and begin to stand your ground. Your children don't have to go down. I recognize what's happening in culture. I recognize what's going on in our world. It doesn't have to happen to you too. You can stand against the tide. You can stand against it. God will give you wisdom. Daniel had a situation 
where, where the government said, unless you bow down to the king, you know, down that, to that image, we, 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 we gonna, um, we, we gonna kill you. But, but David went up to his prayer room and he prayed with his blinds open so everybody could see. And then he accepted the consequences because he went to pray, but prayer was real. It wasn't just a religious act for him. He was really communing with God. But then they put him in the lion's den. But guess what happened? It was real. I mean, and you'd be like, well, God, if you love me, how does this happen? It was real. I mean, real lions, smelly lions. But the lions got locked joy. You hear what I'm saying? God knows how to show up for you. And he was, he was in the midst of consequences, but the consequences had no teeth. And then the next morning, the king woke up and said, well, 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 Daniel, was your God able to save? He's like, well, be at peace. My God is able to save. And you understand what I'm saying? God, God will, when you got faith in your heart, God will get you purposely into some situations so people can see the strength and the power of your God. Now, if the king didn't have that mandate, if they didn't arrest him, we'd have no story to speak of. So the issues you're facing, God's just writing your story. And he's saying, just trust me, just believe me, put it, in my, put it in your heart, put it in your mouth, and watch me do what only I can do. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. Why do you call him the God of the armies of Israel? This is a covenant-keeping God. This is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying God. He's saying, listen, you see men before you, but, but I see the God b- behind the men. And you see, the, the, the men had been cowering for 45 days. They were all afraid of Goliath, but there was one man that was not. And, and, and even though all of those men had a covenant, they were cowering because they didn't believe. And all of us in this room, all of us listening, we have a covenant with God, but we're cowering because we don't really believe. We read it in a book. You might hear it preached, but when push comes to shove, it doesn't show up in your heart, in your mouth, the way it should. And God is saying, if you would just trust me and and let my message get in your heart so big that it begins to flow out your mouth, I will be the God that you never imagined could be. God is a faithful God. And if we follow his covenant and his principles, we will prevail. So David let Goliath speak, but then it was his turn. And you know, in our lives, the devil speaks. He speaks with painful events or through painful events. He speaks in times of hurt. He, 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 he speaks through things that have happened and, and, and he's yelling and screaming, I'm bigger than your faith. I'm bigger than the God in you. You're going to fall like everyone else. You're not going to make it. But David Listen to Goliath. And sometimes you can't stop the storm in the middle of the storm. You just got to just stand there and take it for a minute. I don't always know. You know, Jesus at times spoke to the storm. Other times they just went through it. I don't know. But, but watch when it was David's turn. He said, okay, Goliath, I hear all that. Watch what came out of his heart. Now, this is for real. I mean, this is a real giant, real soldiers, real death was on the horizon, okay? And he said this day. The Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I will. I'm not talking about somebody from another generation. I'm not talking about Moses coming back. I'm not talking about Gideon coming back. I'm not talking about Samson coming back. I'm not talking about Martin Luther King coming back. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? 
I will strike you. Now, the King James Version says, smite you. Smite just sounds so official. It sounds so rude and <laughs> so permanent. I like it. And David was like, I will smite you. For 45 days, Goliath stood on one side of the hill. Actually, he went into the middle of the valley between the, the two sides, defiantly shouting to God's people. And David would, you know, his, his dad was sending him back to the troops, and he would deliver cheese and, 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 and all that bread to, to, to the sergeant so that his brothers would have favor, and he'd listen in. But, but David, you know, he's still taking care of the sheep. So, um, you know, he, he'd listen to Goliath, and he'd go back at home, and he'd eat, sleep, smite, and repeat. He did all that in his imagination. Now, this is important. You got to see it on the inside before you see it on the outside. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take a, a, just a real quick side journey. You know, we, we built three buildings and, and all the rest. And every time, I never once heard God say to me, this is your property or this is your, your, your place. What he said to me each time is, Derek, can you see it? See, I, I go to a lot of places and I couldn't see it on the inside. But when I got to this place, I could see it. And the question was, could I see it? And if I could let God imagine it, God was saying, if you have the guts to, to imagine this, son, you can have it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see it before you have it. Did you? Hmm. Jesus was at Lazarus's grave and he, he, he prayed out loud and he said, listen, I'm only praying so other folks can, can hear. But he already saw Lazarus rose from the dead. He didn't say, Lazarus, might you come forth? He said, Lazarus, come forth. He fully expected Lazarus to respond. Yes, sir. And God wants us to live with some expectation and some confidence. The Bible said, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Do you have confidence? As a single, do you have, do you just have a little hope or do you have confidence? And what I've learned to do is, is stay with God till I have confidence. David stood before Goliath because there was a confidence, a confidence the world didn't give so Goliath couldn't take it away. And I find, I go into my prayer time, like I said before, not to be religious, not so I could check the box and say, look at me, God, I'm a good praying boy. No, so I could leave my prayer room confident that God got my situation and my life. Now, do you pray until you have confidence? Or do you pray just to say you prayed? David prayed until he knew that he knew. It didn't matter how big the giant in front of him, the God on the inside was so big on the inside of him, he wouldn't back up or let go. And he said in this day, not after doing some more praying or, or next time we meet, but this day, Goliath. I will give the carcass of this camp to the Philistines, to the birds of the air, and the wild beast of the earth. Now that was, you know, in, in that area, era, uh, being deprived of burial was considered worse than death itself. So this was a, a huge insult that, that he was giving Goliath. Um, 
But, but watch the why of it. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You see, this incident made David famous. But that wasn't why he did it. Rosa Parks staying in her seat made her famous. But that wasn't why she did it. Galileo told us that instead of the sun circling the earth, the earth circled the sun. And that's what made him famous, but that's not why he did it. If you let the faith of God rise in your heart, put it in your mouth, you too will become spiritually known. At one point, I think it was the sons of Sceva, they tried to cast out a demon and the man beat them up. He was a demon-possessed man, and uh, what they said is, in the name of Jesus who Paul preached. Please hear me, please hear me, I'm about to say something. God doesn't want to hear you say, well, in the name of the God that Bishop preaches. In the name of the God that my daddy and my mama know. In the name of the God that my wife or my husband knows. But in the name of the God that I know, whom I serve and who I belong to. You understand? The men responded, uh, the demon responded this way to the men that they, they, they just beat up. They said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who <laughs> you? If you want to become spiritually known, famous in the spiritual realm, if you're willing to not just put faith, you know, uh, you know, kind of, I'm going to say something not nice, but I want you to always come to church. Church is so important. It's important to be uh, around the saints, and I don't want to minimize that. But if it stops with church attendance, you're in trouble. But if you do more than just have enough faith, but sometimes, I'm going to be frank, sometimes all you do is have just enough faith to kind of limp in here and find a seat and say, feel God, God, please help me right where I am. So, so I'm not putting that down. But, but, but what I am saying is if you just rise to an even a greater level and let God put faith in your heart, faith in your mouth. Get into the word until the word gets into you. Worship until you're confident. You understand? Lean into you. Listen to messages until you know that you know that you know. You understand? It's not about, oh, I heard the preaching and it was good. No, it's about did it help you? Did it strengthen you? Is it changing your life? That's the purpose of it all. So use God's weapons, the weapon of prayer, the weapon of hearing, the, 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 the weapon of speaking in the full arm of God that, that we read about in the Bible it says put on all the armor there's only one offensive weapon and it was the, the word of God which was the sword of the spirit and if you're all defense no offense you're not going to win in today's climate do you understand what I'm saying and what I'm saying to you today and what I'm challenging you to do today is put God's word in your heart David said, I hide the word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Put God's word in your heart. And right now, all of you put it in your heart. I believe all of you are listening and you're paying attention. But this next step we miss, we often don't put it in our mouths. So we lose it. 
So that Goliath you need to conquer. Don't leave here without putting it in your mouth. Otherwise, I preached in vain. I preached a pretty message, but it had no application. So what is the Goliath you need to speak to? What Goliath has to fall? Well, today before you leave, I'm going to ask everyone to stand on their feet. I'm going to ask you, just just stand. I know it's different. Just stand. Um, Right now, I want you to begin to speak to your Goliath. Whether it's cancer in your mother, your, your father. I don't care if it's a wayward child. Begin to see. See, listen. That's what's wrong with church. The dude up the front does all the work. <laughs> it's not until we apply it to our own lives that the message finds strength. Jesus was absolute truth, but we didn't benefit until we accepted it and began to work. And operate in it. So right now, as you stand, where's the Would you come? Would you, would you begin to play? Begin to speak to that mountain. Just, just begin. Just right now. Take a little time. Right now, that mountain of fear, I come against it in the name of Jesus. That giant of unbelief, Lord, I believe, but help me overcome my unbelief, Lord. Lord, I, I trust you, God, but I, I just sometimes I feel so double-minded. Lord, make me stable, God. I, I believe that. Help, I, help, help me with that, that child, Lord. Help, help me see what you have for that child. Help me see the child on the other side of that problem. Help me speak love and grace and mercy to that person that's made me so mad, that person that hurt me so deeply. Right now, I speak love into that person's life. I speak blessing into that person's life. Begin to speak to your situation. Y'all aren't rousing me. You're not exciting me right now. It doesn't sound like you really heard me today. So right now, take a moment. Speak to your Goliath. Right now, I speak to my finances in the name of Jesus. I will be able to pay every single bill. I, I, I will be able to keep the AC on and, and I will be able to keep the stove gas, you know, in my house. I, I will be able to put fuel in my car. I will be able to pay for my child's education. Begin to speak to your Goliath. Listen, I, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So Goliath, you are going to come down. Circumstances, you are going to be changed. You got to be the high priest of your home. You got to begin to say some things over your situation in order to prevail in this life. The devil will punk you. He will take your lunch money. He will take everything you let him have if you don't talk back to the bully and tell him what your God says. I heard what the doctor said, but my God said by his stripes. I have been healed. I know what my neighbor says, but if God be for me, who can be against me? Begin to speak right now. Begin to open your mouth. Apply God's word. Apply God's word. Apply God's word. I hear, I hear some of you. Come on, come on. Apply that word. What does the word of God say about that situation you're believing for? What does God say? What does he promise? Lord, it will be just as you said. I will utter amen, Lord, to the promise. All the promises in him are yes and amen. Father, you own a cattle on a thousand hills. Everything on the earth is yours. So, Lord, my needs are nothing compared to dropping the bucket. Lord, my need will not dim all the lights in heaven because you got to eke out, you know, your power to fix my circumstances. Lord, I look to you. Father, I look to you. 
You are my keeper. You are my helper. You are the strength of my life. I will not be afraid. I will not be moved, God. I will trust in you. I will trust you. I will trust you. I will trust you. I will trust you with my heart. I will trust you with my mouth. I will show up and let you show yourself strong. I sense a little shift going on in the atmosphere. We're going to stay at it a couple moments longer. Keep talking to you. Don't, don't listen. Nobody else is going to say some things because nobody else knows what you're going through the way you do. God's going to turn this around for me. God's going to turn it around for me. A righteous man shall fall seven times, but he shall rise up again. God's going to turn it around. God's going to turn this around. God's going to turn this around for me. He who watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. He who watches over my house neither slumbers nor sleeps. This did not catch God by surprise. God got me. God's for me. I'm going to put it in my mouth. I'm going to say it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to act like it's true. I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm going to rest tonight. I'm going to be at ease tonight. Because my God is faithful. My God got it. My God will fix it. Did you get anything out of that message today? This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.